Hi, I'm Alex Bellinger and this is Small Biz Pod on Friday the 11th of April. Well, coming up in today's episode, if you're interested in the origins of the internet, the future of the internet, and in particular how it relates to the mobile space, as well as getting some insight from a veteran, a Silicon Valley veteran entrepreneur, then this is the show for you. Uh, I talked to uh, Dan Harple today, who is currently the uh, founder of uh, the mobile networking uh, service called Gypsy. But he's also was in uh, Netscape in the early days and has had a, a great track record of launching innovative internet and web-based companies over the last uh, decade or so. So really interesting insight into what it takes to be a successful web stroke internet entrepreneur, but also uh, looking very much in depth at the mobile space and the future for startups and for society, I guess, in terms of mobile networking. So I hope you're looking forward to that. In the meantime, thank you ever so much to all the the new listeners who've joined uh, to to listen to Small Biz Pod over the last few weeks and months. Hope you've been enjoying some of the interviews of late. I think there have been some really great and interesting topics and entrepreneurs that we've met and chatted to. So that's all good. For those of you who are new to Small Biz Pod, it is in essence the podcast for startups, small business owners and entrepreneurs. And it doesn't matter what sector you are in, how big you are, how small you are, how experienced you are, how new you are, there is always an insight and some advice from the guests that appear on the show that I think is really, really helpful. certainly helps me, which is why I interview these people in the first place. And I know it helps uh, lots of listeners out there. So uh, keep tuned in, as it were. Subscribe on iTunes, and that would be great. Um, always appreciate comments too. You can contact me at alex at smallbizpod.co.uk or you can leave comments on the blog at www.smallbizpod.co.uk. So without further ado, let's go straight into that interview with Dan Harple. Okay, well, uh, entrepreneurship on the web, the whole Web 2.0 world um, is an interesting one. But at the very cutting edge now in terms of social networks is the web um, and social network concepts moving to mobile. Mobile uh, is uh, certainly a a big play uh, for many entrepreneurs and many organizations, Google uh, and Microsoft, fighting for a share of the mobile platform. Now, uh, I'm very pleased to have on the show today um, Dan Harple, who is a a well-known entrepreneur and uh, founder of Gypsy, uh, which is a new mobile lifestyle application. Dan, um, welcome to Small Biz Pod. Thanks very much. Um, just so uh, we understand what, what is meant by a mobile lifestyle application, how does Gypsy work and why do people need it? Okay, uh, well, our, our point of view on, on a mobile lifestyle application is that the Internet really is a, is a place where we communicate, we collaborate, we collaborate and we're in communities. And historically, the way we've done that is from our desktop, from our laptops, you know, from a web browser. And the, the reason we, we feel that we've got uh, uh, the next generation application for this is because the reality is our lives are mobile. And there are more, pe- more people in the world running around with mobile phones than there are sitting 
around with laptop computers. So mm. um, we think that the uh, the next desktop or, or the next wave of, of computing and, and web computing essentially is in your pocket and your mobile phone. Now, in terms of um, the way Gypsy benefits the individual, why, why would I or uh, anyone want to actually use it? Well, I think there's a whole whole slew of reasons. Uh, there, there's some kind of lofty reasons and sort of altruistic reasons, but there are more fundamental reasons, I think, that come down to who you are and how you communicate who you are to your, your friends and family. So as a lifestyle application, that's that's the first thing to consider, really, mm. is what what benefits you. And what it, what it really does is it benefits you by being able to share what you're doing in real time with a location-based element with anyone. And, and that would be in the Gypsy community, the, the Gypsy mobile social network. Yeah. Uh, also, that would be with other major social networks uh, that are pre-existing social networks, for example, uh, Facebook, uh, Bebo, MySpace, etc. Yeah. So you can be, you can basically be walking around with uh, what we call your we call your digital life recorder. That's your new that's yeah, your handset. Yeah. 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 A, gypsy, a gypsy enabled handset. Mm-hmm. And wherever you are in the world. You can record audio, uh, take photos, record video, and, and push that to a community that you choose or, or any number of communities that you choose to, to communicate to people who you are, where you are, and what you're doing. So that's a pretty fundamental way, new way to communicate because it ties in the mobility factor with the location factor. Uh, and it just makes your life more contextual and allows you to be more real-time in how you share it with your friends and family. Yeah, um, and this whole kind of continuous partial attention um, thing, and Twitter in particular has, has, has got a lot of uh, attention uh, of late, um, and it strikes me that this, uh, this mobile continual uh, updating and, and p- partial attention of who people are, what they're doing, why they're doing it, where they're doing it, it Gypsy kind of falls into that broader uh, social technology trend, as it were. Yeah, I think I think clearly it fits into that trend. Uh, I, I'd, I'd say the Gypsy is is, is is really focused on the media associated with your life, and you know, here we are, we're we're, we're doing this podcast and yeah. we're talking. Well, you know, that media type is an audio file, right? Mm. And <clears throat> what we're doing is enabling these rich media types to be embedded into your real time social interaction. And the, the coolest thing about this is that the handsets that are available today have progressed to the point where they can truly be your mobile digital life recorder. So you yeah. can use your handset yeah. for a lot more than texting and uh, a lot more than making a phone call. You can really communicate your whole life in a very rich way uh, on the Internet. So ev- everybody is a, their own individual one-man or one-woman multimedia producer. Precisely, yeah. And you know, I mentioned that there's a higher sort of altruistic idea about what Gypsy is. And that, that really goes back to kind of our, our legacy, the, the company's legacy and the people I work with and, and, and what our role has been in, in the Internet. Yeah. And, and, and the reality is the, the bulk of the founders on, in this company and the senior management team were early guys at Netscape. So yeah. we, had, we had a role in what media is on the Internet. So, for example, when you watch streaming video, there's a standard called a real-time streaming protocol, which mm. developed out of our team at Netscape and the early Netscape media server. Yeah. Um, so we've always had an, an agenda for collaboration using the internet as, as the as the as the display medium, so to speak. 
And what's happened is, this is sort of the altruistic vision of, of yeah, yeah, yeah. When you do search now, what you do is, um, essentially, most people use Google for search. You know, it's, it's, Google is clearly the superior search, search vehicle right now. Mm-hmm. And the reason, um, well, the, the results that get served through Google are a result of the Googlebot crawling the internet at all times and then applying Google's algorithms against against the uh, data set, right? Yeah. Well, well, our perspective on the internet is that it needs to get uh, much more personal. And the way I would characterize the current search model is it's very top-down and virtualized. Yeah. And, and that's because crawlers go out on the internet and they assemble all the data, essentially replicate that data into the, into for Google's example, the Google file system. Well, our point of view is that we can reinvent the validity and the contextuality and the, and the personal personalness, I guess, if that's the word, yeah. the personal nature of the Internet. And the way you do that is, is, is in the most democratic way possible, right? What you do is you every single person has a vote. And the voting, the voting box is in your pocket at your mobile phone, okay? Mm-hmm. So, so with our application, wherever you go, when you, when you record something, we call that a placement. Yeah. So... You're, you're, you're taking the time to say, hey, this place where I am, which has a, a, a latitude and a longitude, it's got a location-based element, this place means something because I've taken the time to stand here and either record some audio, yeah. take a picture or record video, and then say something about it, right? So what's happening is as Gypsy starts to have more and more users around the world, what they're essentially doing is recreating and generating new URLs on the internet that are place-based. Okay, yeah, yeah. they're not they're not virtualized servers somewhere. These tie directly to a location, and so now if you do a search result, for example, what you get is uh, at a very high level you get the result as factored through Google's algorithms, which are based initially on uh, the PageRank algorithm, right? Mm. Well, uh, Gypsy's got a technology which we call PlaceRank, which is which means that when you search for something, you not only find things that are in the data set, but you find things that people care about. Yeah. So, so I'll give an example. I, you know, I'm, I'm talking to you here from Amsterdam, and in and, and our offices uh, on one of, on the Kaiserstraat, which is a canal here in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. If you if you were in Amsterdam and you did a search for, you know, you did a search for a restaurant, you'd get a, a series of results with with the Gypsy solution. You get a series of results, but it's also factored in by what people think. And what they think is a function of how many people have placed themselves, okay? Yeah. So like, I, our office is near a place called the Rembrandt Klein, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Which has a lot, a lot of restaurants. There are a lot of restaurants in Rembrandt Klein. Well, if, if 100,000 people have clicked place me on a certain restaurant and 30,000 on another, that's going to rank higher fundamentally, okay? Yeah. So, so what it means is, from a search perspective, the things that matter to people most, i.e., the, the context and the relevance, gets generated by people. And you know, what could be more democratic, right? It's a kind uh, of a, it's it's a kind of like um, real time locational user reviews <laughs> in a kind of a way. Precisely, yeah. Because every time you do a place me, there's a media type yeah. associated with it. Plus, you can categorize it. Yeah, and you can put comments, and we've got a feature uh, in, in, embedded in the Gypsy system called the GeoBlog. Yeah, so people can actually add, com, uh, you know, just commentary about a given place. 
And, you know, this whole vision started because having been there sort of in the earlier stages of the Internet, we've seen where it's gone. Yeah. And it's it's been an amazing uh, amazing rocket ship with mm, how the mm-hmm. internet has transformed you know the, the whole world. So the altruistic reason and the bigger vision on the company is let's make it even better. And and what it says, what we're saying is, you you trust people, right? People yeah. with their handsets will vote every single day, and I think that's a really positive statement about what the vision is behind the company. Yeah, I mean, the handset in that context becomes um, a kind of jet in this kind of uh, what's what's become known as kind of gesture economy. The handset becomes a, a, a gesture point, doesn't it, um, as it were, so that uh, when you are when you're when you're searching in, to a certain extent, you you could search real personal networks rather than um, you could search people and people's responses and people you know's responses, your people you trust's responses, rather than um, bots' responses or spiders' responses. Precisely, yeah. You you can choose to have your your search results uh, factored through a filter, which would be all search results at large, or just those in the communities I I, I uh, yeah. in, uh, are, am a member of, etc. Now, do you see? So, uh, sorry, sorry, Dan. Do you see? Um, Gypsy presumably is not planning a a, a new uh, dedicated search engine, but is hoping to appear in Google searches or Yahoo searches or whatever. Well, uh, the Gypsy platform has embedded search in it, okay? Yeah. So, and as the Google file system grew, so is, is the Gypsy system, which we call the OFS, which stands for the Osmotic File System. And it's growing very organically, driven by uh, essentially three the, – the, the data set gets into the OFS in three ways, okay? Uh, the, the fundamental way is, is when people vote with their handsets, their, their digital recorder, their yeah. digital life recorder. So that generates a deep, a deep uh, data set that's all place-oriented. Every single element in our data set has a geo-coordinate. Mm. And uh, the, so when you do a search, you're, you're going to get results based on three things. Uh, one is based on we have a, a similar crawler that we call the GeoBot, which crawls the internet yeah. and it assembles places um, and and does resolution, uh, reverse geocode, et cetera, based on places. That that's one way data gets into our data set. The other way is via strategic partnerships, and we've got a very strategic partnership with which we've announced in Barcelona about a month ago, I guess. Yeah. At the, at the Mobile World Congress with, with Navtech. So Navtech has, uh, for example, millions and millions of points of interest. Yes. All those POIs are in our data set. Okay? Yeah. And then I mentioned that, you know, the, the, the really personalized um, place rank um, inputs come from users. Mm. So that, that creates a large data set that allows people to search from their handset. Because uh, the application is, uh, uh, it's already in 10 languages, you know, so we're really focused on the global nature and the ubiquity of mobile computing. Now, obviously, in any in any business, um, scalability is important. And I mean, clearly, Gypsy's concept is a scalable one. Um, but in the web world, and probably in the mobile world, too, and certainly where the two are a, a, a kind of hybrid, um, it's 
the speed speed of reaching that uh, that that scale in terms of users is absolutely critical in many cases. Um, perhaps mobile the mobile technology space has a little bit more time um, than the web space, but nevertheless, isn't it likely that in the same way that uh, ultimately Netscape was um, stomped on by a a bigger <laughs> bigger more uh, uh, richer rival that ultimately uh, I don't know Google or um, Facebook or uh, Microsoft Yahoo are gonna just say thanks Gypsy like your technology we'll buy that is that your exit strategy for for this business? Um, well, my philosophy in, in doing companies and, and this is the the third company I, I've I've actually started but I've been involved with other entrepreneurs and started lots of other companies mm. and. I never start off with what the exit is, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I start off with the vision that we're going to create a sustainable company that's, that's going to be around for a really long time. Um, you know, for example, before going into uh, Netscape, I had a company called Insoft, which, which was the core technology that became a lot of the media strategy for Netscape. We were the first acquisition, yeah. or actually it was a merger back in uh, late 95, just uh, two and a half months after Netscape went public. Mm. Now, the, the goal for Insoft wasn't to, to get acquired or, or anything. It was just to create a sustainable company. That's the same deal here. And you know, I, I think the way to answer your question is that that's more of a shareholder issue, you know? Yeah. And I think, the, I think the founder's job and the management team's job in any company is to just build a, a sustainable business. Um, and how is Gypsy sustainable? Well, it all ties back to the business model, you know, um, and the Gypsy business model is uh, it's 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 uh, understandable. You know, it's quite simple, really, because there there are really two fundamental ways the company generates revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is what we call embedded IPR. So that's our software becoming embedded in millions and millions of devices. And yeah. we're focused very deeply on making that happen. And, you know, Gypsy is not just a handset play. Um, you know, we, we've got, we've got uh, projects and relationships in the pipeline here where in this year you'll see Gypsy not only on handsets, but you'll see Gypsy on P&D devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see Gypsy on laptops. You'll see Gypsy on uh, set-top boxes. And that, that's an embedded IPR revenue stream that, that gets our our technology in devices that puts it or makes it available for millions and millions of, of uh, consumers. Okay. Uh, that's one source of revenue. The other source of revenue is there, there's uh, advertising revenue that comes behind that mm-hmm. because as, as you would suspect, when you rebuild your search algorithms from the ground up based on what real people on the ground really like, mm. you're going to get a better search result. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's uh, what we offer to to uh, uh, to our partners. That being the the companies that we do our embedded IPR with, and also other uh, social networking partners, et cetera, is is a, a partnership and a, and a revenue share in that in that model. Yeah. Now, I mean, social networks have tried some more successfully than others to find um, interesting ways to advertise to their to, to their users, and, and most controversially, I guess, of late has been Facebook's um, uh, 
uh, attempt to, uh, to, to create something called Beacon. Aren't people going to be irritated by advertising on their mobile phone? Um, I think in, in the way people are talking about it, in the way they position it, I think clearly they'll be irritated. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, the last thing you want is some ad streaming in at you on your mobile phone. Um, but this goes back to the Gypsy Initiative, which is really to to deliver uh, a more contextual search result and ads coupled into that. In other words, when you do a search for go- on Google yeah. uh, and you click on something, um, you, oftentimes you're getting an ad and you don't even know it. You know, you're getting a ranked result, mm. which mm. Some, someone has paid for, yeah? Yeah. So uh, we see a similar model on, on the mobile side for Gypsy. So you're pulling an ad. An ad's not being pushed at you. You're requesting information, and you'll get, the, from, from based on our, our uh, place rank technology and, and the whole UGC initiative that we've got, embedded in our platform you're going to get a better result uh so that's the, the, the result that comes the result comes from uh the individual users and aren't you gonna aren't you gonna say you know let's say i'm in amsterdam and i'm desperate for a pizza i don't know where the best pizza places are and i do a search on gypsy and i see uh three users who've all been to amsterdam in the last week and had great uh, a great time at a local pizza hut or local pizza parlor um, and then on the right hand side I've got an ad saying which is contextual saying come to X pizza surely I'm going to I'm going to follow the user rather than the ad don't I well there, there's there, there's a whole myriad of ways that this works mm. and I mean that, that's, that's one example um, other aspects of this are built into Jitsi as a round trip capability so when a search result comes up it, it would be ranked by the basically uh, people who voted, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And the whole stuff we've talked, all the things we talked about yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's got a lot, a lot to do with the result that gets returned to you. And the, the round trip aspect of that means that when you're there, you can click on that. Uh, you can you just click the call. You could call them. You could actually call ahead for your pizza, right, on mm. this place. Mm. Uh, when you click on that place, you can get a map that'll uh, navigate you to it, et cetera. So, you know, it's really about facilitating this this mobile social lifestyle. Now, we've we spent quite a, a long time talking about the the space and 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 Gypsy itself, and I mean, and it's it's fascinating because there are there are a whole there are a whole kind of sort of social and, and internet uh, broader issues um, wrapped up in all this. So it's a fascinating area and one I'm interested in. But let's move very quickly on to the, the the kind of entrepreneurship element behind this in terms of you personally, Dan. I mean, obviously, you mentioned your involvement with uh, at Netscape very early on, um, and. Um, some have described you as a kind of um, an, an internet veteran entrepreneur of the internet and the web, um, and obviously now moving into the into the uh, mobile space too. Um, Shamrock Ventures, as I understand it, which is um, you're a CEO of, uh, kind of helps and guides uh, fast growth companies uh, from sort of launch through to to uh, exit event or, or liquidity event. What what sort of key uh, learnings of could you sort of impart to to, to to listeners today if they're if they're wanting to be you know uh, the next Dan Harpel? <laughs> that's a pretty important question, huh? Um, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if anybody wants to be the next Dan Harpel. Well, no, but, I'm. Uh, I, yeah. There's quite a lot of torment involved in that process. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I think the. At the core of anyone who's an entrepreneur, and it doesn't have to be just on the internet; it can be for pretty much anything. Yeah, 
the, the things that I, the main thing I always look for is, is there an underlying driving passion that this person has for their idea? Yeah. And I think it, even the best idea can't succeed unless you've got um, a core team and, and a founder team that really wants to carry that banner, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, people have to rally around the idea, and and you sort of will things to happen. You know, I see that as um, entrepreneurship, and it's almost kind of, uh, I'll go back, there's a, uh, one of my mentors is uh, one of the early founders of a venture firm called New Enterprise Associates, NEA. His name is Art Marks. Mm-hmm. And and he now is the uh, manage, managing general partner of another venture firm called Valhalla Partners, which yep. is in the U.S. Yeah. Well, he did a series of uh, of talks, and he's writing a book, and, and he's he used this Ocean's Eleven analysis, you know, kind of an analogy mm. of, of, of how you go after an opportunity. And it's, it, it always starts with the brilliant idea. And the, the, the rea- reality is there are lots of brilliant ideas. Mm. Um, but the way you manifest that brilliant idea is to assemble the team, do your homework, do the research, et cetera. And, you know, I'll give an example on all Gypsy thing. I mean, th- this company evolved out of, oh, two years of research, basically. Yeah. And then, and then some, some skunk works, prototypes being built, some testing, et cetera. So, you know, there, there is a method to this whole thing. Mm. Um, and I think what you look for if you're helping companies, um, you know, uh, well, you mentioned the Shamrock Ventures thing. That's mm. a vehicle that I have that I've used to To stay engaged and and be involved in the creation of new ideas and new companies. Yeah, and I I, I think that the thing that I mentioned once again to reiterate is when you see a person and you see a lot of people who have plans. You know, if you always read the, the data that mm-hmm. that says less than one percent of business plans get funded with the traditional venture capital community, et cetera. I think that's that's true because the successful venture people look for that passion, you know, um, someone who's going to carry it through. Mm. Now, there's, there, there's a different skill set involved in creating and manifesting something than, than is required when something is a big operating company. I mean, that, yeah. that's, uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a different thing. And, um, you know, I, as I sit here talking to you, I've got, believe it or not, on, on my monitor, I opened up a fortune cookie like a couple of weeks ago, you know, <laughs> and here's what my fortune cookie says. It says, you will be compelled to manifest self-transformation. I think that's what, entrepreneur, that's yeah. what entrepreneurship is. You're, yeah. you're manifesting a vision and an idea. And I think that's the key thing. So it's, um, the execution really. <laughs> well, ex- ex- you can't, execution's critical, of course, you know, but, perfect execution on a fundamentally ill-timed or bad idea isn't going to win you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a whole confluence of things that comes together and it's sort of, uh, it's like alchemy, you know, who who can say why, uh, everything comes together. I mean, Mm. I, I mean, back in the, in the old Netscape days when, when that was the, when, when Netscape was the Google of the day, I remember, uh, an interview with Jim Clark where he said something like, Everybody was saying, well, how, how have you done this? You know, you did Silicon Graphics, now Netscape, et cetera. And he said something like, well, you know, I was up, I was up to bat. There's a baseball, you know, American baseball yeah, analogy. Yeah, yeah. And um, the pitch came in, and it was, 
you know, it was right down the middle and I saw it and I'd swung the bat, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's all about timing's got a lot to do with it. And, and people who are really successful oftentimes don't like to admit that, but if mm. the market's not ready for your amazing idea, um, well, it's not going to be as big a success. Yeah. So it, there's a whole bunch of things that are related and are involved in this. Now, um, one one final quick question. You're unusual, I guess, in being based in Europe. I mean, a web originator, somebody from Netscape, now running a, a, a cutting-edge startup in Europe. How do you see the European um, web mobile startup space? Yeah, okay. Um, well, I, I moved here oh, a little about two and a half years ago to Amsterdam. Yeah. And um, in my research... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always sort of seeking what I think is going to be the next cool thing and, and what I want to do to impact the world. And uh, this particular idea, the Gypsy idea, from my point of view, was more deployable in Europe and in Asia. Um, mm -hmm. Also, I think Amsterdam as the hub for this makes a heck of a lot of sense because it really is the, the geodata hub of the world. You know, if you look at the fact that TomTom is right around the corner from my offices here mm, uh, mm. in Amsterdam. Teleatlas is a Dutch company. Uh, Navtech is based in Holland for their European business, even yeah. though they're headquartered in Chicago. I, I think there's a, a lot of incredible uh, technology that's in this country specifically. Also, my point of view is that the investment community, you know, I, I, I'm a sort of a product of the U.S. venture capital model mm, mm. in the sense that the, the companies I've done in the past have, have had U.S. venture capital involved in them and, and been success, success stories in that way. Yeah. Um, I think there's a different point of view with European investors, which is more about this uh, long-term sustainability uh, growing a business model. Mm. And that was sort of to my dismay that I feel that about the country that I'm from. Um, mm. I, th I think the U.S. venture investors are more concerned about, okay, how many users can you ramp? And then we'll figure out how to make money later. Mm. Um, I, I like to approach the deals and the, the, the companies that I do in a more strategic way. Um, and that that means to me that the European sector is, re I think it's really a, uh, a breeding ground for the next generation uh, technologies, which I, I choose to call it mobile 3.0. Mm -hmm. uh, because I, I think a lot of the innovative companies, 3G networks, et cetera, everything's way ahead of the U.S. Mm -hmm. in, other, mm -hmm. in, other, in other continents, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I say that as an American with sort of a, a sadness. But, you know, on the other hand, it's a global, it's a global economy and we all live on the planet. And I, I see myself as a citizen of the planet, not necessarily yeah, yeah. a citizen of the yeah. United States, yeah. you know? Well, it's an interesting perspective because it's it's one actually where I think there there are a fair there are a fair number of European entrepreneurs who kind of wish the American model was in place, but uh, maybe they just have dodgy business models. <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, um, Dan, that's. Um, that's that's been great. That's been a been a, a really interesting discussion and, and useful insight. Um, and thanks ever so much for your time. Thanks very much. I enjoyed it. Well, I think that that interview really just brings home again how much opportunity there still is out there in terms of the web and particularly the mobile space. You look at the iPhone and new apps and Wi-Fi and the way new generations are uh, are using 
technology to communicate and socialize and 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 really manage all parts of their lives and you realize what an amazing time and space we're living in and also what great opportunities there are out there so there are out there for you know entrepreneur entrepreneurs and and people with a, a great technological idea so fascinating to hear there from dan okay so other than that I just give a quick plug to bizpodtv.com. Go and check out our latest short, snappy uh, video podcast for the YouTube generation. If you want to be entertained and want to see interviews with entrepreneurs, it very much complements this longer format, but which is just a bit shorter and more easily digestible. If you're in a rush, then do check it out, www.bizpodtv.com. And other than that, straight into my choice of music for this week, which is another artist from Monotonic, the excellent net label. And this artist is called Chromatic Flights with a really beautiful track called Blue Supergiant. Supergiant. 